0: He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, Tears in his eyes, I guess, as he he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going to just be silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere, before Ridgekeeper, now about to become the Masters champion. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the
1: hole! It's in the hole! Welcome to week 92 of a Good Talks Wild Golf Podcast. I'm James Richardson and I'm joined this week by Will. Hey, Will. Hi, James. Hi, Barry. Barry. Hey, Barry. Hey, guys. Uh, Thanks for all the Twitter feedback and the emails. Um, But if you want to get in contact with us about this show or any shows in the future or the past, at PodcastGTS is the Twitter handle and the Gmail account is agoodtalkspoiled at gmail.com. Starting very, very briefly with our own games, it was just a horrendous week of golf in Ireland the weather has turned and turned rapidly towards very very windy and very very wet uh you and I played on Saturday morning and the third in our group walked off after the ninth hole on the basis of thanks but no thanks yeah I think it would have walked off
0: sooner had and we've been closer to the club, today, yeah, so been you were the far part of the golf
1: course. Yeah, twelve-hole so. uh, competition. I would have gone if it hadn't been for the winter league, and I'd missed the week previously. If I'd known that Sunday was going to be cancelled, which it was, I would have been gone after nine. Yeah, it, it just impossible. Will, where you're you're actually swinging a golf club, and even a, on on a putt, I had a putt on the third, and it wasn't a particularly long putt, but you take the putter back, and the wind was moving the putter in in mid-stroke, it was just so that I, difficult I, I went
2: out after you guys so I know
1: it It was pretty much similar conditions all day
2: mm. but for a what like, I played like, I had, Oh, it was horrible it was just, I can't, words can't describe how bad I felt like, it's just I windy couple, it was cold, guys, it was wet, it but was but a couple of guys we were playing everything. with, you know um, one of the guys was actually trying to be upbeat and cheery and the whole lot and <laughs> I was literally turning around to him going, no I'm not having this, like you know. I could. You are a
1: grumpy bastard, to be eh, fair. Listen,
2: I could not feel my hands, and Uh, like you know, I thank God. Like Barry, you even lent me your your wet top.
1: But to be fair, uh, now hold on. I lent you well, my first. first.
2: But then I realized when I walked outside and saw the reflection <laughs> in the mirror that I, I looked like a very, very, very well-endowed woman on the top. Of the I, 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 I have, have to say, chesty, when, when, when saying, you
1: asked, and I felt now you couldn't say no after knowing what you were about to go out <laughs> in, and I said, "Of course, you can use the Galvin Green yeah. top." And I did say when Barry came in and handed it to me after my shower, and I went, "Where? What?" what? And he goes. He felt that it might have been a bit tight, and I said, "Barry, I thought that on the way out, yeah, but yeah, I didn't yeah, want to say, say it." <laughs> yeah, I'm very sensitive. I was having way. I was having visions of two Galvin Green tops returning yeah. to me. something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I must say, Barry, let me his top. And the, like the only thing that annoyed me about the whole round of golf
1: was my hands. Yeah. You know, because
2: the top kept me as dry as I've ever been on a golf course. I didn't notice the wet or anything like that. Um, but my, my, it was so cold, and every time the the rain kind of died down a little bit, all of a sudden it would start back up again, the wind would come in, and your hands would never be dry. Yeah. And I don't have those wet gloves or... The wet gloves, gloves, gloves don't work.
0: No. They, they keep, keep they the, keep the grip. They definitely keep the grip but on the, the club, but the, they do not keep you warm. The gloves get wet, the water is in contact with your skin, then therefore taking all the heat away from your hands, so your hands get cold, probably even colder than they would do out of the gloves. Yeah. The, the whole thing about them is when they're wet, they get they, they grip the clothes. Yeah. So look, it was horrible. The, the, and once the rain, on, the rain they never get taken the, off. <laughs> the, yeah, that's it because they're impossible to get off. The the rain was fierce and um, combined. Like you can handle the rain, you can handle the wind, but together that's they're the, a lethal combination. And the wind was so strong, the rain, rain was turning into like little pellets, and it like, oh, bullets yes. hitting your face and your eyes. I, I mean. That's tough enough just to walk in, but that you know, not to mention try to swing a golf club in it when your body turns into like the sail of a boat. The wind hits you a of your swing, and then it's a super. Like, it's a supreme test of hand-eye coordination to even hit the ball, let alone hit it at any reasonable,
1: uh, effective, uh, you know, effectiveness well, and to get the it, ball going. To put it in perspective, on the twelfth hole, which was our final hole, I teed up. We there's a there's a big drop about. 50, 60 yards away from the the tee box, which most people would walk up to, we couldn't be arsed with that. To have, yeah, it, to have a spotter to, on to, a to hill to, to spot it, we couldn't be arsed with that. I was playing with the uh, the the beanie on, and I had my snood, which was then over my nose, and all I could see was the tiniest gap <laughs> through my eye for, for the slit of the <laughs> eyes because I was like, I can't, because it was straight into your face, and it was a case of it is actually so sore that I am not actually playing without
2: well, this. Well, I'll tell you, I stood up now for, for the people, the listeners out there, <coughs> the 12th hole down the downs when you're playing off the whites is only 208 or 310 yards, let's say, I think, off the whites. But that it be mean, right? Give I or take or 300 or yards. There are thereabouts. Yeah, and plus it's downhill. So if you had any bit of a tailing wind and you hit a big golf ball, you could, in effect, drive it. Mm. Right? Yeah. If you were lo- if keep it straight and on target, right? It was so... Windy and wet and horrible on on Saturday, that I actually hit a drive, and a particularly good drive, and then I hit a particularly good five iron. Now there was no feel involved; it was mm-hmm. just hit the yeah. club right. And I was still short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, not that's surprised at all.
0: That's, that's it's winter golf, boys. <laughs> so, winter golf. <laughs> so I'm going to stop this complaining uh, oh, session we're having, the nagging session. But look, I'm sure everybody can empathise with us. You know, if you play golf anywhere around the world in the winter time it gets horrible unless you're you know in Australia or something like that I'm sure it can't but, get that bad like a oh, bad day there is like 16 degrees Arizona yeah or uh, Arizona but I, I did well, actually, I remember the, remember, the, remember the match play the snowstorm uh, there a trip. couple of years ago So when Shane Larry beat McIlroy in the first round yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I, I think, think so yeah. it was yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I but did look, say everywhere gets their bad days and it was brutal and um, it's not really golf it's just survival uh, I said, I'm I, glad the winter league is kind of done with for the break now so we don't have to go out on a yeah. Saturday
1: well, I said to, I said to our playing partner on, um, on Saturday, Philip Rock, I said to him, uh, it's a bit like what, uh, golf in the winter. I always have the same idea as cyclists have about cycling in the winter. For every mile you do in the winter, it's two in the summer. So hopefully you, you just, you yeah. get it reaped rewards sometime around June. Uh talking about Twitter and at podcast g t s will you sent out a tweet before we came on air about uh, about an hour ago, and uh, we've had a bit of twitter feedback so a uh, few questions that uh, we want to put out from the listeners, John P. James at john underscore p underscore james uh, said uh, curious how are the points awarded in your league play now I assume this is the winter league Mm. and uh, Barry you're the architect of the winter league in Glen of the Downs for 2015-2016 yeah I like to go by uh, league commissioner league commissioner well nobody else is going by that so you might (laughs) as well (laughs) dog's body perhaps
0: (laughs) uh, we'll we'll
1: go with that so yeah
0: What we did is, um what well, I did, well, I took inspiration from the fa- Fantasy Golf League I um, got involved with, with Bobby and Alan of podcast fame from the early days, and another group of friends, so um basically we have eight teams, and your team plays a match against the other team, so you get seven matches, and then the top two teams go into the semi-finals, they get a bye, and then the next, you know, places three through six will play a quarter-final match against the semis, And there you go, you play through to the final. So the best five scores from the 12 players in each team get pitted against the best five scores from the other team, and then it's like a football, a soccer match for our American listeners. uh, A a win is three points, a draw is one point, and a loss is zero points for the league. And uh, you go from there. The individual league has a couple of elements to it, probably I could go on forever and ever, but um, basically there's a The league points format, and there's also a there'll be a playoff format as well. So the whole idea was to keep people as interested in playing or as encouraged to play deeper into the winter league as as possible. Whereas before, you know, after after three or four weeks of the ten, some people would just give up because the the teams at the top of the league were too far ahead. So
1: and interestingly, because. Sat- Sunday, which is a, mm. the second aspect of the Winter League you can play on Saturday or Sunday, but if you play both Saturday counts, yeah. because Sunday didn't go ahead, everybody draws those rounds mm-hmm. if we can. You can't find yeah. another week to... to well, end
2: team Team McElroy's yeah. losing streak. That is well, true. I what do you <laughs> <put>? That's <laughs> well,
1: what well, we
0: yeah. like. Yeah, no, I have to put a contingency in because you can end up running out of weeks at the end of the league yeah. and you, you need to take December and January off because people have commitments and January is just the depth of despair and nobody wants to even leave their house, let alone go play golf for a large part. Except so, three. Yeah, yeah, except for those yeah. three. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, no, it's, hopefully it's, it
2: works it's, out. It's and I will say now, it is working out. Uh, I, I find it actually very easy to follow. Um, not that last year's wasn't, but you know the way someone starts to, you think that someone's going to make dra- drastic changes and it's going to make it convoluted. It was actually very simple. Simplistic in its approach. The, well, the, the, presentation, like the who, uh, presentation
1: was simplistic uh, the, in its just approach. Like just like himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. Simple. And <laughs> the, the next one, I suppose, is from uh, Tory1Patrick. Um, and I suppose this, probably as best directed at you will because you were on on the committee in Glen of the Downs over the last while now I know between Handicap and various others you might not be precisely able to answer it but the question is what 12 holes are chosen for the Saturday match well we I can answer that it's the first 12 1 to, one to 12 um, and why and I suppose that's the second bit any reason behind why or are you aware of any reason
2: well it's simply like I know Barry just has some, potentially something to throw in there So I do yeah was know.
0: there any consideration of doing like a composite of the course or cherry picking 12 holes
2: well listen I've always been under the impression where I want to play the magic 12 and the magic 9 which are the holes that we make up our own. So, yeah. you, know, you know, so you, it could be the ridiculous, like it's like crazy golf on an 18 hole golf course, you change it into a 9 hole golf course. And that could be playing from the It's se- all part 6. But well, no, you oh, from the yeah, 17th yeah. tee to the 18th green and oh, it's that's part great. Five.
0: But no, was there, was there any like cherry picking of like you skip from this hole to that hole? No, it really? it's first 12 it's, holes. It's
2: first 12 holes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's trying to keep it simple. Um, and it also means that by playing the first 12 holes, you're giving members the option
0: of being able to play on. Play
1: the 18th. The I, one issue with
0: that is the 13th is an uphill, monstrous par 5, and it's not the most appetizing hole to go to straight after the 12. If the day is not, nice, well, if you're playing, playing well, well, we do it. I, I, if, yeah, if
2: it's a nice day and you're playing well, you, yeah, you might be yeah. more inclined to do it. If you come in off <laughs> the twelve holes having twelve points or ten points, you'd be kind of going. No, I just want to put the clubs in the bag and forget about it.
1: I think there's probably a practical reason, which is probably because you can walk the 17th and 18th safely back to the clubhouse. If mm. you do say the back nine and then the first and the second, you're going to be kind of in a in a in a leg to the right, no right and then you have back. to you have to yeah, come yeah. back and. Um, and if you're going to do that, you're going to walk back down the second fairway. It's probably not ideal. Was well, so it you that suggested...
0: I, sorry to interrupt. You suggested that the course could be split into two nines during the winter. Like, for for future winters, um, you know, play the front nine, and that's your winter league, and then you also can have a back nine competition. So, in effect, on any given winter's day, you could have two individual nine-hole competitions, and you could have an 18-hole competition for those who are interested in doing Well, it. in
1: my opinion, I don't understand why we go to a 12. They, they have... I think three slots after the four-hour, you know, four-hour sunset time in Glen of the Downs. I don't know why we can't play an eighteen-hole on, on on Saturdays, and if people are playing nine holes on the Sunday for because of for whatever reason, that can. I, I just don't understand why we go to twelve. And well, then the, to reason, nine the reason the reason I, I can I can answer that, mm-hmm. and that's based on numbers. What
2: you're trying to do is you're trying to satisfy the members, you know, as many members on a weekend as possible. And that's the same as in any club or anything like that, right? So as soon as you start losing time, you're you're not being able to accommodate your 150 members that you might be able to get during the summer. So let's say you've, we're now down to the time where, like, we're almost into the turning of the time again. We're, you yeah. Know? Yeah. we're 20 yeah. days away from winter solstice. Yeah, we're 20 days away from the summer, right? So <laughs> into summer golf, right? So... Uh, what we're looking at look, look at it. <laughs> but what we're looking at is the fact that we're, we're going into the shortest day of the year. So realistically, you're looking at trying to get as many golfers accommodated for on a day, mm. on a Saturday as possible. Whether they be male, female, old, young, it doesn't matter. So you, you've, you're you limited on your time slots.
0: Because of the amount of life. The amount of life that you have. Yeah.
2: So if you start saying you're going to play 18 holes, mm. well then you have to cut it back even farther. Because if it's 4 yeah. o'clock that it actually gets dark, you're talking about having to send the last people out at half 11 we can actually send people out until two o'clock for twelve holes now. Yeah.
1: Anyway, I, I think the I think that there's That's a practical it. reason for the, the 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 twelve holes that are chosen. Um, it would be nice if you did the nine and nine, you know. But anyway, it is it is what it is. Um, I've the the only aspect I would say to all of this is that I've always thought that they could cut a little path through the course. At the left side of the 13th T, which will bring you up to the 16th yeah. T box, and you could play 16, 17, and 18 and turn it into 15 health if you didn't want to play from 13 on. Um,
0: yeah, or you could do a fourteen the walk back up to the seventeen. T's a bit of a hike up the hill, so I don't know. Look, there's, there's definitely, there's. I think there's a scope to so change it up next year. Up the
1: path go by the toilets. I know. That's I know. what I mean. Yeah, that's exactly saying, it. Through the back of the toilets, you could actually cut new I'm be doing out this. this Why, I'm actually going to do. I, I think, <laughs> you're
0: <laughs> just going to trample a yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we need one of those golfers elevators. It's uh, great, uh, whatever, a steep yeah, time. little ski lift. Yeah, little
1: tunnel maybe. Yeah, keep out of the weather for a bit. This one, this next question, I'm excited about. So, uh, well, one or two, because Mark Sheen has asked uh, two questions, and I suppose the first is is probably going to be the more interesting. Um, who is your favourite golfer, Barry? I'm not going to ask him um, why, but... Um, Henrik Stenson. Henrik Stenson. I, I assume it's Rory McIlroy for you. Well, see,
2: now, this is where you... Right, Mark, you're after opening up a can of worms here, right? It's, it's going to be a whole
1: other podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Well, no, you
2: haven't specified whether it's professional golfer or not,
0: right? You can't say yourself... Oh, no,
1: no, no, not right. by right. any means my favourite golfer.
2: <laughs> definitely not the answer. No, <laughs> no but like, there was, you know, I have to admit now that, like, you know, if I look back in my childhood memories and seeing someone playing golf, my father was my favourite golfer. Mm. Like, the way he played golf, the way mm-hmm. I see him playing golf in my memory is just fascinating to think that, you know, he was that freaking good, you know, that kind of way, because he was that good. There was only, like, you know, a decision, That's all it was between Turner pro and staying amateur. Jeez, that
1: apple fell from far
2: from the tree, didn't it? Um, He was good at all sports, but like he would be my, you know, if I to call a spade a spade, he is my favorite golfer. There you go. But my, you know, as my favorite professional golfer, Mm. because I've never, I've never, I've never played a game with Rory McIlroy. I've only seen him on TV. Maybe seen him hit a shot in, uh, in, in the thing, the competition, the Irish Open. You know, Mm. last, you know, but. Realistically, I've never really experienced the full McElroy. The full McElroy you yeah. know that kind of way. But he's still
0: your favorite golfer, right? He's my favorite, favorite pro prof- golfer. professional golfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James.
1: Well, Mark. Mark needs to clarify these for next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark, just, Mark don't don't indulge him at all. Well, I, I look. I don't think it's going to become as a shock that I'm going to say Nick Faldo yeah. for various reasons. Uh, on a modern day, I, I I'm torn between Jordan Spieth and just purely by the, the level that he can consistently be at. Uh, at the moment, but I, I, look Nick Faldo for me. It's, it's an obvious one, but, um, the last, the second question that Mark asked is, uh, at podcast GTS at a, on a serious note, ever consider doing a live podcast via YouTube? Well, we've only eight to go until we, uh, get to, to a hundred. And it is, it's funny, uh, Mark that you should say, cause myself and Barry were actually kicking around ideas and, uh, one of them was to actually Set up a a webcam and do it. Yeah, one of us to get
0: rid of Will, shocked face. He's like, why wasn't (laughs) I involved in these? No, we were out drinking one night and we just ended up talking about it, so. Could, could be we a
1: 100-episode plan. Well, it could be, you know, watch out. We could be the YouTube sensations. Uh, i not sure about that. Or anyway. we could break the
0: screen. One or the other. Anyway, it's definitely we might have under consideration. consideration.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, well, maybe we could do it in a pub somewhere. Uh. We just put it up there in the corner. Okay, we could, we could discuss we, it. Yeah, we'll there. discuss it another
2: time. Uh, so, Mark, yes, the answer to your question is yes. The, the lads have dis- discussed... Doing a podcast without me, Will cameraman. We've always
1: we've always discussed doing podcasts without you, Will. But uh, (laughs) but we have looked at ideas. Anybody who has any suggestions of how they want to see the podcast go ahead in different formats, let us know at podcast GTS. And thank you for all those questions. Looking at the news, and I suppose just coming through on the uh, the wireless right now is that Tiger Woods has been giving a press conference over at the. Hero World Challenge, which is the 18-man tournament hosted by the Tiger Woods Foundation, and uh, it it paints a fairly bleak picture of, of how or when we're going to see Tiger Woods back. He certainly seems to be indicating that the absences are certainly going to be a long one, and I suppose a few quotes that I'll just read... When asked about his return, Wood said, I have no answer for that, neither does my surgeon or my physio. There is no timetable, there is nothing I can look forward to, nothing I can build towards. He has also been not been able to begin rehab for the two back surgeries, and uh, since his last start at the Wyndham Championship in August, he has said that... The only physical activity he can do at the moment is walk, I walk, I walk, I'm just walking, that's all. He says that video games have been one of his main pastimes over the last while. He cannot bend over to pick up the ball when playing with his kids. And then I suppose the bleakest part of this conversation, by the sounds of it, is a quote, where is the light at the end of the tunnel? He said, I do not know. So it looks like it's most certainly going to be a very long rehabilitation for for Tiger. What age is he? Is he 42? 40. 41. 40, 40 41. 41. Um, I thought it was 40. He's over 40. The, when that's being got, we'll uh, move on and look at some news coming out of Ireland. Sorry, he's uh, 39. 39. I'm, Nearly I, 40. J- I jumped the gun. He's
0: 40 on the 30th of December. Oh, ah, yeah. so close.
1: Ha, hap, um, early
0: happy birthday, Tiger.
1: Yeah. The, and get well soon. Um, Rory McIlroy's net worth as Rory McIlroy brand has been announced as his Roy McIlroy Management Services Limited trading as Roy McIlroy Inc which was established after he split from Horizon Sports Management here in Ireland in 2013 has announced that they are putting a book value on the firm of 400 million which includes his Nike deal that's reported as 235 million over 10 years Interestingly, it also talks about the fact that he earned nearly six million uh, euros on the European tour alone, along with nearly eight million dollars uh, euros on the US PGA tour. But I suppose the real interesting bit here is the thirty million through endorsements that he got over the twelve months. I suppose it's just an indication of just quite how much money this guy is making and
0: uh, making for his sponsors, you know. Well, make, making, making first for, off, him. Yeah, his, well, for him. I've forgotten about what they're making. money I always
2: I, find those things very, very funny and, you know, well, not funny as in funny haha, but funny as in really sore and painful. The Where they turn around and they, they say Roy McElroy earned 30 million in 2014. And then they break it down stroke by stroke. Oh yeah. It turns out that he earns like $17,000 for, oh, yeah. for every birdie. <laughs> <shot,
1: laughs> yeah. For every shot. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and just go in, uh, oh my god! I, I don't think anybody who do, you know, if anybody doesn't follow him on Facebook or on Twitter, you you, you would be uh, best to do so because you you'll pretty much know who he is endorsed by because Nike is mentioned quite a lot. Omega watches also take a very prominent position, mostly when he's working out in the gym, yeah, yeah. where he's wearing his Nike sports gear, and his Omega to, watch, and, and listening to his Bose earphones, which he then signs and sends to, to yeah. a fan. Though to be fair, he did give away his driver a couple of weeks ago to a fan mm. on Facebook who was cheeky enough to ask him and he said, yeah, send me your details. wonder if he ever, actually, if he if he's listening, I wonder if he got the driver. Who, or the, No, no, like, the guy who asked for yeah, it on Facebook. Time. If you got it, at Podcast GTS. But uh, I suppose that, that just goes to show quite how much money um, he's making and I suppose... They always talked about Tiger Woods being the first billion billion uh, dollar um, sports person, but I think it's probably safe to say Rory's gone to three or four to, years. He's there. Yeah, it's it's, it's just a Rory, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I suppose on a on a good news story, uh, Jared Lyle uh, has received became the second player to receive the PGA Tour's uh, Courage Award, which I suppose for other people would have known this as the Comeback Player of the Year Award that changed in two thousand and twelve. Eric Compton won it back in 2013, and Lyle, who has overcome his second bout of leukemia in 2013, returned to the tour last season, making 10 starts before returning to Australia in June. I suppose you know this is a good news story. This guy has really been battling both on and off the course for quite some time, and it's great to see that you know he's back playing now. He had a medical exemption last season, so he he's he's got his tour card, and hopefully 20. 50, uh, 2015 2016, he uh, continues the rehabilitation and is able to play a full season. Another one that actually earned his tour card back from the kind of
0: medical extension or um, grounds was Freddie Jacobson last yeah, week. he did, it, yeah. um, No, not because he was injured himself, but it's just uh, some kind of compassionate grounds that if a close his family son. member is ill and his son had to go undergo heart surgery in August mm. and has re- re- since recovered, I understand. But Freddie had like another few more another six starts after last week in which to, to earn enough money or earn the right amount of money to get his car back. I'm sure he he went he had it to come is. second or third last week and he went out and did it and great performance and the man with the deepest voice on tour uh will will go again in 2015, 2016.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's
0: only right really? that they have these. It sure you know? is the deepest voice on tour. Have you ever
1: heard him talk?
0: Yeah, but like there's uh, we're talking we talk about the PGA tour?
1: It's the God, this, tour. Is, this is
2: like another question from Mark, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, man. I have to I have to throw another person into that mix, the Dane, um, Torbjorn
0: Olsson. Oh, he's got a very deep voice. He's got a very deep voice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll, okay. get, we'll get them on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they we'll yeah, yeah, through yeah. and we'll do a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just found so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, uh, no laying up, Gary. You had a look at this news story. Uh, no laying up. Oh, this is cool. So everyone... Every, Everyone should know
0: t- about tour sauce at this stage or the hashtag to this tour sauce. So it's when pros do outrageous pro things on a course that you'd only do if you're a pro. So like the club twirl or the point when the ball's going right or left instead With of four, yeah. And there's just, there's extra outrageous ones that are spotted throughout the year. And
1: be the, the club!
0: Yeah, it, there's just, there's some great stuff.
1: Be the club! It's, so been getting, it's been be getting so better and better
0: <laughs> and the best part of it is that it's kind of, it's almost uh, crowdsourced now because people are sending in stuff to the guys, and it's just it, it's a whole big wave. Anyway, they've decided to do um, it's an internet
1: sensation. It is, it is. It's huge.
0: So they've decided to do what they've called the 2015 Saucies. So they've done a bracket of this the city Oscars. Th- yeah, yeah. So they've done a they did a bracket of like the top 16 shots or, or tour sauce moments of the year. And uh, they have just hit into round two as of yesterday. So get onto the website no laying up dot com, and you can vote for the quarter final matches and get the shots up. Uh, there's some really good stuff out there, and it's, and it's good. It's a good way of kind of remembering some funny moments of the season as well, or you know things that happened. So uh, well done, no laying up. They're on Twitter as well at no laying up. Um, so yeah, give them a follow. Get they're very entertaining every week.
1: Before we go on to the review of last week. Uh I should have said when we were talking about Tiger Woods and his injury, uh, poor Carrington underwent uh, the knife for knee surgery and uh, he hopes to be back in January. So fingers Fingers crossed crossed. uh, that uh, he comes back um, safe and sound and better than ever. Um, last week on the LPGA Tour, they had a week off, so that's an easy one to, to review. Congratulations my, to the ladies, wonderful tournament. They, 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 have, they have a long time <clears>
0: off now, to my understanding,
1: unless they have some it invitational events you know, over there. They the, have a whole family to look after.
0: Unless they have some invitational events on that I haven't discovered yet, I have, my apologies if I haven't, but um, I think their next one is back in, it's the it's in the Bahamas in January.
1: Right. Well, we will uh, we will preview when we get close to it, I suppose. So well. for the time being, enjoy the the, the rest, ladies, and uh, we will look at the European Tour, I suppose, which was the big one, which was the Alfred Alfred Dunhill Championship in Leopard Creek Golf and Country Club in South Africa. And, I suppose it's not a huge surprise that uh, last week we were talking about the fact that this was most likely going to be won by a South African. And Charles Swartzell underlined his status as the king of the Leopard Creek uh, Country Club with the fourth victory in the Alfred Dunhill Championship in South Africa. and um, Won it by four shots and, and fairly comfortably in the end, I suppose, uh, Barry from Gregory uh, Bordy. It really was a bit of a stroll in the park. Come the come the end, um, come the end, yeah. But uh, be last six holes. I, I, like I, I it got no pressure watching. Well,
0: I got to, I got to wrap myself up on the couch after our golf on Saturday and watched a good bit of it. And he was all over the place. He was right. He was he was playing army golf, as I say, left right left right. Yeah, he yeah. was. There. He didn't know where the ball was going for his long game. And he managed to scramble to a 70, which is fine. Sunday, starting around on Sunday, he really couldn't get anything going and looked a little bit uncomfortable, obviously because he's, he's had some really close um, calls uh, in the last kind of year and a bit, I suppose, and was nervous about trying to get over the line. Eventually he did get it going and won by four shots, which is a nice, nice Nice well, I think. Well, I haven't
2: watched it. Like you know, he won by four shots, which is great in the end. And as I said, after 13 holes, he kind of settled down a little bit. And I think a lot of that was to do with the fact that no one actually came at him.
0: Mm.
2: If you know what I mean. Like if someone had to come at him, I think he would have broke.
0: It could have happened, yeah. Because
2: there was no one coming at him. I was watching it going, if only the lads, the guy who was in who finished third,
1: Benjamin uh, bear yeah,
0: yeah,
2: uh, he missed so many birdie putts on the front nine on the way out, and if he hadn't got four of them, I swear to God I'd say Schwarzer would have folded.
1: And he finished at 72, but I'm, I'm swearing t- to God, I don't know. You know, you, know you, you have a situation where second, third and fourth, so minus 11, minus 10, minus 9, you know, 68 for Gregory, uh, 40, but 72, 73 for the next two guys on the final day. You know, it's not going to get the job done or put any serious pressure on players at mm. the top end where you're only coming in with a 72, 73. You need to be coming in with your 65, 66s to really ram home. Even if any, you any look, chance.
2: if you look at, um, the Gregory Bordy's, he was actually trotting along. He had four birdies on the front line and then all of a sudden he threw in a seven mm. or a six on the par three, which killed him.
0: Yeah, he had a triple bogey,
2: yeah, to follow. He the, chipped into the yeah, water
0: for, you know. All
2: the momentum is just wiped And then away. he went and got another four birdies and then he had a, a, a bogey. So yeah. he, he went bogey, triple bogey, bogey. So he had eight birdies on the day. If he hadn't, if he just got rid of those
0: four the drop shots, the drop shots like, yeah, no, no, then he could in with the challenge. Yeah, he's bridged the gap to Schwartzel yeah, anyway.
1: and, and when you when you look down the line, like you know, um, Jakob Van Zyl uh, got a, a nice little top ten finish there, and a, and a superb. And again, we, we look at the final day. You know, he had the sixty four. I think it was the standout round of the final day. Uh, I think, in fact, it was the lowest. Certainly, yeah, it was the lowest round of the day, but you needed that coming from the top two or three guys. Yeah, he did, yeah, you yeah. needed that coming from the second last group, the last group, to really put Charles Schwarzel under the cash because he wasn't. He, you know, he he was under clubbing a bit. You know, he ended up, you know, not really putting a huge amount of. Pre- he wasn't striking it. I thought as well as perhaps a winner should be doing in the yeah. final day. But then when there's no pressure you can get away with it you mm. do, you don't have to make birdies pars were far and away enough for what he needed to see him over the line and and that was I was a bit disappointing i found well, with the other players i'm going to go so far cuz he is
2: try, he is he's in the process of changing something in the swing he if you notice when he's at set up he's doing this thing that now that uh jordan Speeth is also doing which is the takeaway and stuff like that which is obviously becoming the new fad um but what i what i think was happening to him was that he couldn't he couldn't make the decision whether he was going to hit a draw or a fade. Yeah. And even when he was actually standing over the ball, he was going back with the club and then still uncertain as to whether he was going to hit a draw or a fade. So he couldn't club because he didn't know. Like, there's, there's what, a 10 to 15-yard difference between draws and fades, you
0: know, give or take. For these guys, yeah. It's a a tight thing. But, I mean, it, it did. Like, I think I agree with you on that. He... The problem was he d- couldn't decide what he wanted to do, but because I don't think he had the confidence in to be able to pull either one of those off yeah. at at command, but, and that's what and that's what kind of led to this. You could see it on Saturday, really badly on Saturday. He was all oh, he just didn't know, and he was getting really frustrated. And oh but, yeah, <laughs> but that's, that's credit that's to him, he, but, he he he, you know obviously went to the range afterwards and worked it out enough that he was able to do this on Sunday and battle through. And, you know, winning's not easy. No, it's It not. really isn't Especially it either. helps when
1: no one's coming at you. It does a lot, yeah, for sure. And I think if there had been pressure coming, as we say, from the last group or the last couple of groups, you're looking at the scoreboard, you're going down 14, 15, 16, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. those little mind problems where, am I hitting the draw, am I hitting the fade, I've got the right club, am I going to go back to hitting a bad shot from, you know, five holes again... When you don't have that, when you can coast in, yeah, you know, you're you can coast in without a problem. Are you go into automatic it's, pilot. It, it it really doesn't matter if you're five yards short. Now, somebody, I have to say, I, I I was banging the TV when I was watching him, and I'm going to say his name right wrong is the Netherlands player Joss Luton. Is that Joust. I, I think it's Joust. Like Joust. I think it's supposed to be like but, toast, but with a J. Yoast, but soft J. It's like jogging. Game. It's like <laughs> jogging. Yeah. Like like his, <laughs> his short game over the final round was the most frustrating thing to watch. Yeah. yeah. He was superb, and then straight away he was desperately awful. Like there was one, I think it was Sounds on like the drivable. Changed. Yeah, exactly. That's why he was so frustrated. Yeah, before. yeah, it's like
2: watching yourself on TV. But you, you
1: you watch him, and I think he was he it was the drivable par four, and he's he's short. You know, he's got all the green to oh, work with, so fast. and he like the guy. and I don't know uh, oh, the South African guy who was uh, commentating. I can't think of his name, but he was like, "Oh, this is, is you know." This is it Johnson? No, no, no. I think it's Tony Johnson. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. he was saying, "Look, you know, he's got the whole green to work with." It's so easy here. This is not a hard shot. Yeah. This should be a birdie. Gets him closer and blah, blah. Hits it. He misses the false front. And he ends up further away yeah, yeah. than what but he But at least is. he was on the fairway. Uh, yeah, he, <laughs> was, he was on the fairway. In, in, in. And then he hits the most superb, superb chip. chip. yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely crisp as he like. One bounce check, it was a tap-in par. Yeah, yeah. And you're sitting there going, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, oh, how yeah, can yeah. you do that? But do the other thing so badly. Like, it just killed me to watch it at times. Paul Dunn, very disappointing. Um, You know, I suppose, welcome to the big boy league. You know, this is going to, travel is going to take it out of you. New courses are going to take it out of you everything that goes in involved as being a professional and possibly hanging over
0: from all the efforts and exertions and actually getting earning his tour card in Q school (sighs) it's just like wow I can relax now it's like actually no you need to be on your game straight back on it again so look it's uh, a maybe it's a nice little early less mental lesson to him you know he's like okay alright I need to actually you know to change a few things up for over what I did this week. So uh, yeah, I think it's, it's also a, a realization that you know, he is what he's only twenty one. Yeah. So the fact of the matter is that
2: he also has to realize that he's not. Uh, he he is human. Well, he's now on his learning curve. No, but I mean know? he's human. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. like he's already after playing eight rounds of golf in the qualifying, you know, that kind of way to get through. He yeah. does have to have like he went straight from Spain, pretty much to South Africa. You know, like he has to you know understand that you know take a bit of time.
0: I, I, yeah. w- I like that he went and gave it a whack. Oh, I know, yeah, he yeah, spoke out. about that, yeah. yeah. yeah and there's nothing is
2: wrong with it? No. Always in hindsight. If he had been a top ten finisher, you could turn around and say, we made
0: the right decision, but obviously he wasn't, and yeah. it was a case that maybe he was a bit tired. And look, I mean, the other thing is, it, it might not have been a course that suited his eye that well. That could be another factor to consider this week. That could have been the thing. that I think he might, maybe he's afraid of animals. <laughs> it could be
1: there's uh, there's some yeah plenty of wildlife on display last week. There's a good few hippos, crocodiles, hippos. And the one thing, and I, I I looked and I looked and I looked, and I was meaning to ask you Barry because you know how to find these things on the internet. To me, it looked like the attendance was appalling. Oh, like, was this? it? did not look there was any atmosphere. Like we were, I was watching uh, because it was the Charles Swartzel group that was coming through. They're the last group. He's leading the tournament. And it looked like there was twenty people watching him at times, and there was very little. Like he hit the the part three, he was on the green. Okay, it was a bit away from the dan- you know he was on the dance floor, a bit away from the DJ box. But you know there wasn't a clap. You know now it wasn't that bad a shot not to have a clap. And then I realised actually there was very okay. few people around, and I was wondering, Jesus, you know actually, what was the attendance? I actually heard them it?
2: talking about it, right? Because it's a private. Now, uh, Anyone can go back and tell me I'm wrong about this, but from what I can remember, the, the actual commentators talking about it, because someone pointed out that at one stage, Schwartzel and the guys were playing whatever hole it was, um, and there was like seven or seven or eight golf buggies mm. behind the back of the green, and someone mm. turned around and went, well, "What's with all the buggies?" Like you know, and they then went through a rigmarole of saying that it's actually a, it's a private uh, it's a private golf club and cri- private grounds, and there was only areas where Spectators can actually stand. Oh. Quite similar to something like Chambers Bay. You know the way there was areas yeah, of Chambers Bay that were actually closed
0: off. Yeah, you have to you have to walk here, and that's where you walk. Yeah, exactly. And just just looking out here in the map now, that you say it's at the very bottom of Kruger Kruger National Park, which is quite famous in the internet for all the videos you see of mm. wildlife. But it doesn't seem to. It, it seems like a small town. It doesn't seem to be near any major cities, so therefore your catchment area, amount of people, is quite low. Your members. So I guess maybe. that would kind of explain it a little it, bit. It, it
1: just seemed very dead. Yeah, that that was the only you know it nearly felt like a, you were watching a, a a champions tour event or a challenge tour event in Europe yeah. you know where there were a moment away that I was kind of expecting them to press power caddy to to bring the bag <laughs> up you know that was it was that kind of moment of you know. Oh yeah, uh, we're uh, we're professionals. But if you could just bring me back. But did a lot of the just, uh, just was no.
2: Was there a lot of them that are also that didn't have their own professional caddies there? That
1: wouldn't surprise me. I think there was know. a lot
2: of them had. Uh, if I saw correctly, there was a lot of them had lady caddies, um, wow, yeah. and I don't know whether they were, they were supplied by uh, the golf course or what the story was, or whether they were actually lady professional golfers, and this was part of their learning curves or whatever. Yeah, I don't, few, I don't know. There was a few kind of uh, random kind of situations. If anyone knows about that... At then, Podcast yeah, GTS. At P- Podcast GTS. Just give us a, a bit of info.
1: Well, look, that, that was the week that was in terms of that tournament. But there was one tournament that was taking place, the Australian Open. Um, and Matt Jones ended up coming through a fairly tight scare in the end. He overcame a bogey, double bogey and a triple bogey on the front nine on Sunday to escape with a one-stroke victory in the 100th australian open after shooting a two over 73 talking about people breathing down people's necks uh, this was one that there was very much a charge on adam scott jordan speith and a few others very deserved winner lucky winner um he got over the line
0: secret option d all of the above like, everything happened in that last round it was like a comedy of errors and a comedy of great stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the the par he made On when 12, he should have made he about he bunker. should have made about an eight and he ends up, you know, holding his bunker shot for a par and it was twelve. That's what they actually turn around and they yeah. all said that was the winning of the competition for him. Yeah, he buried fourteen, but like that, yeah. that was the moment. Yeah, that's the the one. Like, wow, that's huge, huge. But it was very funny. I remember turning. I I
2: wasn't obviously watching this as much as I was watching the European Tour, of the South African.
1: Yeah. But I
2: turned it on um Monday, and they had let's say the hour long. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was watching some of us, but I you know even on Sunday night or whatever it was on, I, I remember I missed the first nine holes or whatever. Um But I just happened to flick it on, and next thing I heard the commentator going. Uh, Matt Jones is walking away with this. He's got a stroll in the park, and I looked up at the leaderboard to see whereabouts he was, and he'd just finished the eighth. So I had just turned it on at the perfect opportunity to see how badly he played the ninth hole, (laughs) and it like I honestly don't think that I could play a hole that badly. (laughs)
1: Famous (laughs) last
2: words. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I just remember what I do sometimes. In big trouble. It it
1: was it was an impressive uh, it was an impressive charge by Jordan Spieth to a certain extent. The, the chip in uh, eagle or whatever they call it over in Australia but in effect the two, it was it was an, an incredible shot it really and they were saying on the the commentary because again I think we all probably ended up with the one hour reviews rather than in live watching in, the middle it's, of the night it's for in the us, middle yeah. of the night and the, the other problem I find is when it is in the middle of the night you wake up you hear it on the sports news and then you kind of go <laughs> eh. <laughs> damn it <laughs> uh, but you know they say make it the man. You know come at the hour, and make it the man. Like he he has this ability about Jordan Spieth of just always being there. Like his top tens, top fives is a phenomenal stat. Mm-hmm. Like he just is. You know we talked last week. What was he uh, six to five? Or he was very short odds. But like again, not not that far away.
0: His like whatever, claimability to the top of the leaderboard is just ridiculous. And the last since he won this tournament last year. That was what kind of what triggered it, this run he's been on where he just can't seem to not be in contention in some form or other come Sunday in the tournament. Lads, we spoke about this, I don't know whether it was all three of us or it was just two of us or whatever, we spoke about this during the
2: summer. He's a hanger about her. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're breaking hangs. up words here, but but no, like, I can't remember whether I true. called it a hang around or I a hanger-abouter. But it's true. But that's all like, okay, when he wins, he wins emphatically, right? as he's done in the Masters and whatnot, but when he's there, thereabouts, he's always going to be just a shot. But oh, it's
1: amazing yeah. how sometimes with Jordan Spieth, he can have a bad round at some point and then bounce back with two or three amazing rounds and, mm. and go from being, oh, geez if he does another round like that, he's not making the weekend, to going out and shooting 63 and all of a sudden he's back in contention. Like, it is a phenomenal... Uh, talent. Talent, yeah. and I think that... When we look at players who have had that longevity in the game, the likes of Tiger, the likes of Phil, the likes of these guys, they do have that. They have that ability to be around in weeks that they're not going to win. They end up in top fives, top tens. And Paul McGinley said it 12 months ago by Rory, that Rory's biggest weakness in his game was when he's not playing well, he ends up having a weekend off or Mm. he trails around the bottom. And now all of a sudden you look at Rory, even when he's not playing well, He's still finishing top ten of course he because he's that good and the consistency he's, is getting, he's getting, so getting much better. better. I
0: mean and, and it's remarkable I'd say the amount of victories these guys or these guys who have that Cling factor, or that whole hang factor of hangabout hang ability. ability. There we go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A podcast GTS, uh, yeah. so you can think of a better word. words, it. yeah. But the hangabout ability, they can end up like backdooring into wins because other guys will just go, oh crap, he's here again. Yeah. He's really good at winning, or That's- he wins a lot from here because they're always there. But And the other guys will collapse and he'll just end up, a, a victory or a trophy will fall into his lap. He'll be like, thanks very but much. What you- I had my B game this week, or my C game. Can you remember, like Jack Nicklaus talking about majors and competitions? Yeah,
2: he said that he was the only—he was the only person who could control what he did on a golf course, and that's what he went. He went out and tried to play the best mm. golf that he could play. In a lot of situations, I think he said he only won.
1: Yeah, he it's says that other people lost them yeah. because he saw the his name coming on that leaderboard meant yeah. that people got nervous. And we talk about it, we talked about it five minutes ago about Charles Swartzel. When you need a name to start coming at you, if that had been Jordan Spieth, perhaps coming at or Adam Charles Scott Schwartzel, coming yeah. at Charles Swartzel, I think we'd have been talking about a different winner in South Africa. Yeah, because the nerves get to it. Same with Rory. Same with the Tiger Factor. All of these guys mm-hmm. come with this. Aura, aura of oh shit, he's yeah, dangerous. You know, he he can go and he can go and par the uh, birdie the last four holes. You mm. know, where no mere mortal might be able to do that. But yeah, yeah. Jordan Spieth can stand up and hit it into the hole with his iron from 140 yards out and end up shooting up the, the, the leaderboard and then give you that horrible little little smile. Yeah. That do really you? like oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah I didn't mean it. Yeah, but I did. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: i the all-American guy. <laughs> we uh, we talked last week about Adam Scott and um, moving now to you know the short putter. It is so hot and cold; it's unreal. Who, the, who uh, wants to
0: flip the coin for how Adam Scott will perform next week? Heads He plays great, tails. He plays crap. I mean, that's what it seems like at the moment. Yeah, but what we're doing
2: at this moment is that we're flicking that coin and it's landing on its side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, the interesting thing is that Will pointed this out a few weeks back with the president's uh, the President president's cup, cup. Yeah, yeah. and we were looking at that over that weekend, and we were saying, like, how many really long 20, 30, 40 footers he would seemed to drain, you know, with the short putter. And again, this week, when it mattered, he was holding 15 footers, and, and, and mm. you know, it is going to take time, but I think that it's about minimising the really bad rounds, and maximising, like, what was it, 60, 63 in the... 65, 65 in I the I mean,
0: he, he's put up a... Great run to try win his national open. What can you do? Like you're one shot back from a guy who had a remarkable final day, topsy-turvy final day, but fair play to Matt Jones. I thought he closed out well in the end. I think, well, I think that you he know, it was, did. It was very I'm, well done. Oh,
2: of course it was. Like the nerves must have been going through. Every shot he must have been going, what am I doing? Like yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> but I think a special shout out has to be given to, uh, to, uh, Rod Pampling. Yeah that' 61 like they were talking to him because he was finished hours before the lads and like they had him up in the co- you know because like normally some guy who's going to be up near the lead he'll be out practicing on the practice area this guy had so much time that he was able to go up and do commentary yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then go have a seven course meal yeah, and, yeah me. oh. and they were saying like and it was uh, he
0: openly admitted he thinks that it was the round of his lifetime Surely was, and that's, and it's funny, right? He started with a bogey. Yeah. You say the first bogey rule, you know. Pressure comes off and then just off you end and what a, what a, what a round of golf, like 10 under par on a, on a tough golf course. That's, you know, it is a tough golf course. So like what won it? There were no, yeah, 800 par for the week. So there, there were rounds to be had if you played really well, but if you didn't play really well, you got your ass handed to you and, Unfortunately, that happened to Darren Clark. He was hanging around the top ten all week, seemed to be enjoying it, and even said so much as well. He said, this is proper golf, it's not that target golf we always have to play. And obviously that appealed to his golf game, and he was playing very well. Unfortunately, he had a bad final day, but um, by all accounts, the commentators are saying it was a great week with him down there, and the Ryder Cup, and it was all very enjoyable. So, uh, yeah, highly successful tournament, the Australian Open.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and... I suppose that is now wrapping up the week that was and I suppose looking ahead, the they, a lot of the, the guys are moving to the Australian PGA Championship um, and uh, it is taking place in something pines, I had it a second ago. Uh, I got your back.
0: The RACV Royal Pines Resort in Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Barry. I knew it was Pines. I just had missed something. Something Pines. It was close enough. Royal Pines. Torrey Pines. Uh, Seven seven, thousand three hundred sixty-four yards, par seventy-two. And I suppose the betting, just to give it as a a, a quick rundown of a few of them. Uh, Brant Snediger is the the leading light here at nine to one. John Senden, twelve to one. David Lingmer, sixteen to one. Brett Rumford eighteen to one. Scott Cameron, or no, sorry, Cameron Smith. I don't know why I saw Scott there. That's my eyes. Uh, twenty to one. Peter Uline twenty eight to one. Ryan Fox thirty to one. Anybody, if you, notice, we're you know, are trying to get a, trying like a,
0: a sponsor's <laughs> branding name in there? Scotty, do, to I, have, I, have to, I have to go to, I have to go <laughs> and get
1: my eyes tested because it's uh, they're failing me at this stage, uh, and it kind of goes out from there. Um, I, I was going to think that you know.
2: Oh, Sandy isn't playing too bad these, the, uh, badly these days. I know he didn't have the best um, competition um, last week, but uh, he, was, he was hitting the ball well. He was playing with Scotty 2 Hoddy um, for the first couple of rounds and also Colesarts. Uh, I think they were having a nice little battle between them um, and I was watching some of that. And he seemed to be striking the ball quite well. So in a depleted field
1: as it is, I think John mm. Senden has a good chance. Well, you've heard it here first. This is the man to back at the moment because he's he's not doing too badly on the old uh, picks. uh, Picks. The European Tour, that, that is a, the, the Australian PGA Championship is a European Tour sanctioned event, but the second is the Nedbank Golf Challenge, which is at the Gary Player Golf and Country Club. I assume he's probably doing like 3,000 sit-ups over the course of uh, the round. Each, day. each commentating. Yeah, uh, yeah, sesh, sesh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. In Sun City, South Africa, it's 7,831 yards, par 72. It is long, but Barry, you have I think this is at
0: altitude, though, so the distance is sort of negated somewhat. Uh, I think this is where you want to put your bets on this week. This is phenomenal. So the field is 30 players large, and the, let's say, the green bookies we were using, they're kind of an Irish name on the first name. Um, they're paying one quarter odds for the first four places. So normally you'd get, like, the standard one would be, like, the first five, maybe the first six places on a 150-man field. This is the first four in a 30-man field. This is good. So Henry Stenson leads the betting at six to one. Brandon Grace yeah, <laughs> oh, <no.
2: sorry. laughs> Stenson. Uh,
0: after, after his last saving, yeah, yeah, I like yeah, you. I know. Uh terrible. Brandon Grayson He's nine so to one. If he Danny Willis eleven to one. As is Charles Schwartzel. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick fourteen to one. Martin Keimer sixteen. So is Louis Oosthuizen. Andy Sullivan twenty to one. As is Victor Dubuisson and Bjorn Hun An. Uh, Greo twenty two. Knox twenty two. James's boy Russell Knox. Yeah, favourite modern day golf, day golf yeah,
1: it, yeah, I'd yeah. say yeah I love them uh,
0: go on you know. Noxy Foxy yeah exactly uh, Wiesberger <laughs> 22s uh, Larry 25s as is Affie Barnrat and the rest of them are 28 to 1 and out Poncho ID 28 to 1
1: for guys playing well that's great value there and the thing uh, is as you say it's it's four places you might be able to get something elsewhere but four places it's a 30 man field yep. you'd take that You'd rip somebody's hand off because you can find value in the middle section. Uh, yeah at, at the twenties and thirties. I'd you know. be going, if it was me now.
0: I'd be going for Smiley. Uh, so Smiley Sullivan, Andy Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. Good odds on a man who's playing unbelievable I mean, at the moment. Yeah, you know he's only
2: beaten by McElroy, who's like the third best golfer in the world.
0: Yeah. Five, to five to one for a top four. Not bad going. Well, we'll just,
1: uh, shake your day your, your money out of your pocket and try and get and it. And I've got the Hero World Challenge up here. So this has
0: moved to Albany, New Providence in the Bahamas from, it was in Isleworth in Florida last yeah, year. That's so. right, yeah. This is a new, uh, golf course designed by Ernie Ells. It's 7,400 yard par 72 and, uh, features our windswept dunes and some strategic water features, so.
1: Woo! Did you notice when he did that Yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody. Windswept. They can't see. In the 100th 100th episode they will because we'll be absolutely... He was very thespian-esque there when when he did that. Wind swept. Yeah. <laughs> A very tall tore sauce.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no less
1: sauce awards. <laughs> That'd be the wooden spoon
0: of the saucies for sure. Uh Jordan Spieth is the market leader at ten to three. Dustin Johnson thirteen to two. Justin Rose seven to one. Bubba Watson nine to one, as is Ricky Fowler Patrick Reed twelve to one. Matsuyama fourteen to one. Scott is sixteen to one. Matt Cooter, Zach Johnson, Paul Casey are 20 to 1, and I go all the way because there's only 18 here. Brooks Kepka is 22 to 1, Jimmy Walker 33 to 1, as is JB Holmes. Anderban Lahiri is 40 to 1, along with Bill Haas, and Billy Horschel is 45 to 1, and rounding it out is Chris Kirk at 50 to 1. This is one fifth of the odds for the first four, so not quite as good, but still it's a field of 18 players, so your guy only needs to beat one in four and a half players to get into the, the places. Mm. I was listening to the names there, and like there's a couple
2: Like obviously, it's a great field, you know. Yeah. Mike uh, Daly. The the, the, the Ned Bank and the Hero, like they're the only players you're missing of note, really, as far as I can see, are Day and McElroy, Um, from both of those competitions, yeah, yeah.
0: from the top,
1: uh,
2: you know, the top guys in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, like from like the Hero, I was just thinking, what were the about seven names down? You mentioned someone. Oh, do you know what it is, Jimmy Walker. Jimmy Walker's thirty
0: three 33-1. Jimmy Walker hasn't won yet this season. It's, it's ridiculous. He normally wins about four at the beginning of the year. Exactly. This is close to Jimmy's kind of hot time yeah, in January, yeah, yeah. where he usually goes and grabs a tournament or two and then just chills out for the chills rest of the rest year. Just for the rest of the year. He's <laughs> got his
1: guard. <laughs> <laughs> when the poor fuckers are, you know, uh, the poor, poorer players or the younger players. He just picks them off. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as
0: if we didn't have an explicit tag this week, we definitely will have an explicit <laughs> oh, yeah. tag this week. We'll uh, get up <laughs> in a in the yeah, um, I mean, no, no, no. It takes too long. More, and more easier easy. to put the stuff. Anyway, any other? Well, any I'm going to say
2: Walker, Jim but I also Walker. think that I also think that um, DJ is going to do something good this year.
1: Just generally yeah. this
2: year. No, yeah. Just, well, like, yeah. like he could be this week. You never know, DJ. Like, you, you know, I was reading a list there of the top ten kind of golfers who have won majors, and he was there. And like, it's like one of those things that once he gets it, that you know, he wins one every year. I think so. Like,
0: when's it going to be? Why not this week? I think this could be the week Patrick Reeves gets that win he's been kind of hinting towards for a while and he's in that kind of field that would probably motivate him that extra little bit this week, you know. Here I am up against like seventeen other great players or re- top echelon players. This could be the week that motivates him that extra bit. The great thing
1: is if yeah. we spend here long stay here, we long will enough, pick one we can just say it's all the eighteen. Team, so yeah. I'll go with Bill Hass. And and, no one's going with Speed. Well, yeah, well, that's no. yeah,
0: yeah. We, we do seventeen dollars. No one picks speed. I'm, I'm thinking in terms of actually putting a bet on. Like, uh, oh, Ten okay. to three would be for me. That'd be too short to back. I, I, I wouldn't make.
2: No, I'd be thinking Jimmy Walker thirty-three to one. Get your quarter, uh, your fifth of the odds. What's yeah, that? Yeah. Like you know, you're talking about seven, six, seven
0: to one, yeah, six yeah. and the bit to one. Uh, alright, well, sure, if anyone's having a bet this week, all the best of it. Uh, could be a week for putting a double on, actually, with the two small field events, you know,
1: increase Ooh. your chances. Woo! Smiley Sullivan, yeah. Jimmy Walker. Smiley Sullivan. And he still won't put a fiver on it. No, not a chance. A chance. <laughs> 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 and, well, that just leaves us to say, uh, thank you to, to Barry, thank you to Will, and, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you want any comments at podcastgts, a good talk spoiled at gmail.com. And uh, we shall talk to you again next week.
0: Bye, Maria. Well, you're fine. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.